I think David A.R. White might be having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Here's the thing. David A.R. White's been making movies since 1990, right? Christian movies. Mm-hmm. But he's always been sort of like, David R. White making movies in a wacky background. But now the wacky background is the president. And I feel like he's, <laughs> he spent two years watching his people run the country and not care when the president fucks a porn star behind his mistress's back. <laughs> and he's just like, I want to switch. Uh, God awful movie 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema, even if it means we've got to miss Hugh Laurie's keynote at the American Atheist Convention. God damn it. House. I'm your host, Noah Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thanks, Noah. You know who's a good actor? I don't. Um I'm really asking. I haven't House. seen a good movie. House, Hugh Laurie. In two years. I'd love to see a good movie once. You know what's weird is that you're actually sitting to my left this time. Up until now, I've always lied. You're usually sitting right across from me, but you're actually to my left. That's so fucking weird. And I, it still says sitting 81 miles. Damn it. I didn't change it. And sitting to my immediate Dude, right. Thinking, I'll jog. Yeah. <laughs> it's my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I am conflicted. <laughs> <laughs> By this movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Also by Missing House, but yeah. All right. So before we get any further, tell us, Heath, what will we be breaking down today? We watched God's Not Dead, A Light <laughs> in the Darkness. That's part three. And it's the story of a movie losing an argument to itself <laughs> during its own movie. Might as well be called God's Not Dead. Yes, he is. Fuck you, fine. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> and Eli, <laughs> how bad was this movie? Well, if you've been making Christian movies since 1990, <laughs> and you just had the terrifying realization that you were the bad guy in all of them. <laughs> you will love this movie. That's what happened. Yes! This movie could not be more meta-tragic if David A. R. White turned to the camera at some point and mentioned us by name. Yeah, right! <laughs> You guys didn't have to be so mean about my appearance. <laughs> but honestly, with what I was pushing, I don't blame you. For yeah. the better. For the better. You, know, you want to watch no me jog? No kidding. Now, <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah. We would love to watch you jog. We could Keep doing watch that. it all day. Burpees. So, now I sh- we should mention that we-, we watched this movie in Oklahoma City. We got to the American Atheist Convention, went out Thursday night. We saw it on opening night. And it's Oklahoma City. So, of course, there's half a dozen, eight or ten Christians there. But there were also a couple of other atheists from the convention going to watch it, ironically, like we were. And for whatever reason, all the Christians sat on the left side of the theater and all the atheists sat on the right side of the theater. So, like, every time something ridiculously melodramatic would happen, half the theater would crack the fuck up. And the other half would go like, I don't get it. Is there because of the, his, his black friend died? Why are they laughing? I don't get it. So Tell me how he died. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny. Trust us. It is. It We're going to tell you all about it. All right. So before we do, is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Uh, yeah. A couple things, actually. Um, first of all, best worst extras. Oh. <laughs> We're going to talk about how Stay Puffed. We will talk about Stay Puffed. Those literal words are in my notes. Um, Every sep- extra in this movie looks at the camera the way the parents looked at Larry Nassar. <laughs> Every extra in this movie is just you. Mother- <laughs> oh, and they're, I don't know why, but 
enormous. Oh, not yes. Like, okay, nothing wrong with overweight people. I'm an overweight person. But, like, these were just silly. Like, there was no reason for it. And <laughs> no. several times they had to just traverse the frame. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And, you know, best pick for traversing the frame. Not the largest possible wheezing bowling ball human it was crazy yeah, get, like, every single time job of the hut and cargo pants is just <laughs> trying to get across the frame every single extra certainly just had their rascal revoked right everyone in this movie looks like god is making fun of fat people he's like oh you want to get fat all right look at this this is dave <laughs> he has arms the size of a guy he has a second rascal to carry the fat yeah right he's got one for you his dick we can do this eat the whole it's race. <laughs> Eat the whole pack. All right. So you said you had a couple of best worsts. I, I do. Also, best worst, and this is my favorite thing ever. Best worst, David A.R. White doing physical activity. Mm. Now we've seen him in a bunch of movies doing mm-hmm. physical activity, Swim. but this one is just <laughs> delicious at all moments. Like I'm quite certain he injured himself a dozen times. Oh, and they had to cut it, and they were like, "Okay, stunt guy too." Throw one dart. <laughs> it's the best. Oh my God. When he starts throwing those darts, it's like one of those is going to hit yourself in the balls, dude. The way oh, you're that throwing 100% those. happened. <laughs> All right. So I was going to go with best worst cause of death. All right. So I already spoiled that, that his black friend dies in this movie, but the way he dies, basically, you, you, normally you would have to do a truffle shuffle to set off a series of events like this. But it's fucking ridiculous. We'll get to it, but it's fucking ridiculous. It was the, one of the most amazing moments in all of Christian film. I don't want to spoil my best words. I'm just going to plant the seed now. Best worst. This is a candlelight vigil now. I'm not going to spoil it, but just stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. Listen all the way through and you'll get that one. All right. Well, we've obviously been waiting years for this shit, so I'm not going to make us wait much longer. We're going to take a quick break to pay the bills. And when we come back, we'll dive into all the accidental admissions of defeat that are God's Not Dead, A Light in the Darkness. Are you a Christian movie writer? And uh, then it turns out that he um, he was he he was he was alive the whole the whole time, right? Is sleeping on the job kind of the whole point? So she's like, "Boy, do I love Jesus!" And then we do the white words. You mean the credits, or yes? Then why not try a Casper mattress? The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep service with the right amount of both sink and bounce. With over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars across Casper, Amazon, and Google, Casper is becoming the Internet's favorite mattress, which, if you think about it, is kind of like the opposite of a Christian movie. What did we get on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, it just says, uh, Hitler tomato. And that's bad? Yeah, uh, bad. Casper's breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night, which I imagine can be kind of hard when you write Christian movies for a living. Okay, this one's supposed to be called, But They Do Smell Different. I need another drink. Me too. Mm -hmm. And Casper has affordable prices because Casper cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you. They provide hassle-free returns if you're not completely satisfied and free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. Not to mention the whole thing is delivered right to your door in a small how-they-do-that-size box. When we got our Casper, setting up and unpacking was a breeze, which can't be said for that script you keep working on. Uh, so then they fall in love? Hey, wait, aren't they brother and sister? Are they? Are they? 
You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep on a trial. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash awful and using awful at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Again, get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash awful and using awful at checkout. Terms and conditions still apply. Casper Mattress. If people are going to ask you how you sleep at night, you might as well answer Casper. Are they? Are they not? Uh, Reverend Dave, Reverend Dave, how do you define truth? Well, to me, truth is a person. Uh, no, no, uh, that's wrong. Is it? Is it not? Yeah, yeah, truth is a pretty vague concept, but it's definitely not a person. Do you want to, you want to try again? Yes, please. Do do I just go? Yeah, you you go. Great. Truth. Is three hats. Nope. Yeah, see, you made that worse. Nope. Okay, sorry. Let me try again. A little, uh, little frustrated. Okay, let me start. Don't question. Here we go. I'd like to take this opportunity to declare a race war. What? Dude, no. dude, dude, way I, worse. I just came really? out of my, came out. I'm off my game. Just, just a regular war. Don't declare wars Divided at all. Just no, no wars. by race. We're nope. Gonna, okay. We're going to bulldoze your church. That's probably best. and we're back for the breakdown now if you'll recall when we last left david a.r white in part two he was being arrested for refusing to turn over his sermons to the evil atheist government spoiler that will not be the plot of this movie (laughs) that won't even relate to the plot of this movie but that's where we're gonna start because that's where we have to start what conversations (laughs) took place in between the last movie and this one where they were like Literally no one buys it. No one. <laughs> We've done 12 test screenings. One person brought a dog and the dog pushed the no back. Tiny little dog. Bloop. They knew that wasn't a thing. Also, I want to point this out right away because it's going to be a continuing theme in this movie. This movie is so lazily written that almost every scene will be followed by a newscaster explaining how that last scene advanced the plot. <laughs> yep. Including this one, right? It starts with, hi, I'm a news reporter. Here in the news, the plot of God's Not Dead (laughs) 2. Is free speech still a thing? We'll find out. Yeah. So ridiculous. Like in the year 2016, the atheist Jew lawyers created a law called Felony Bounds Overstepping. (laughs) (laughs) And this isn't working. No, we need to just do a new movie. All of this is shot over like... Scenes of him getting out of jail, like Morgan Freeman, like he's going to carve yes. <laughs> Dave was here into the pillar at his halfway house. Yeah. He was thrown in Gitmo for the overstepping. Yeah. 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 He was getting out of jail. I wanted him to be getting blown when they just like went up to his. <laughs> All right, you're done. I okay, wanted him well, to be blown like, somebody, but yeah. give me like 10 minutes. <laughs> Been 15? here for days. Days. Yeah, so, yeah right. Been for two days. Yeah. And they make it like he got trapped in stone by a wizard for a thousand <laughs> years since coming out. So stupid. He's got a long beard, yeah. white hair. Yeah, crazy. Right. He pulls them off. Yeah, it was costume. Yeah, no. They, yeah. Happy Halloween. Yeah. I mean, the news is just like, yeah, but the government changed their minds between parts two and three. So now they're going to let him out. We will never hear from that plot again. Nope. Uh, but, of course, now we do uh, Jude. That's the uh, today is a good day guy. Uh, we meet him right away. He's there to pick Davey up from the big house. Right. And for those of you not familiar with the first two movies, <laughs> what have you been doing with your life? But secondly, <laughs> uh, this African-American character is a racist prop for David A.R. White to use, uh, usually a disposable one. And don't worry. Yeah. 
In this movie, they dispose of him. <laughs> Honestly, David R. R. White, 10 minutes into this movie, might as well just crumple Jude up and throw him away. <laughs> well, yeah, but he needs him around now so that they can go have a traditional African-American breakfast. Like The guy's like, are, are we going for chickens and waffles and collard greens and watermelons? God damn it, dude. They just eat regular food, too. <laughs> Jesus. And then, of course, this is where we get, uh, obviously, our favorite line from the preview. The The reporters are, like, talking to him as they're letting him out of prison. And he goes, they go, what is truth to you? <laughs> Which, first of all, what a stupid fucking question. Right? Like, how, what's the correct answer to that? But, like, anyway, but, of course, he goes, well, to me, truth is a person. A person. A person. A person. And, and, the, and then he, like, tries to explain. He's like, Jesus Christ. Christ is the person I'm talking. I don't know why I got all <laughs> riddly about it. <laughs> Christ, Jesus. He's, but technically, like, he's the way and the li- I mean it, metaphor. Oh, <laughs> truth is a second a take. highway. <laughs> I want to drive it all night. Truth is long. a battlefield? I don't, yeah. <laughs> and also, by the way, so we, we go straight from this to more news pundits explaining the plot, and they just can't believe the Reverend would have the audacity to say that he finds truth in Jesus. Anyway, so, and then the news says, and this is a great question that will never really be answered in the film. They say, well, uh, Reverend Dave, he his church is on a state campus. What is a church doing on a state-funded campus? And I'm like, yes, what is a church doing on a state-funded <laughs> campus? Yeah, my note here is, Colleges seem scary writing this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They seem to always be like, loo, 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 loo. Right. There you go. You got your movie right. <laughs> you did it. Yep. Literally, this montage ends with a reporter turning to camera and going, this is what our country has come to. Yes. Universities. <laughs> our country has come to universities. It might as well cut to a quad full of those blue lights made of burning Christian kids <laughs> to light, safety light it for the secular university. An art professor shoveling Christian kids into a kiln to fire some demon pottery. So, yeah, so we get the title shot. God's not dead, a light in the darkness. Um, and then we get Davy and Jude. Uh, and they're driving to a homeless shelter to drop off supplies and meet the love interest. Ooh. And hey, if you think that Jude is a one-dimensional character, just wait till you meet the woman. Oh my God. She <laughs> has one quest, and that is to fuck David A. <laughs> well, let's face it, line. that's what Jude's quest is too. But yeah, they're a little more explicit on this one. <laughs> it, literally, the, her whole journey is just like, will you sleep with me now? Yeah. How about now? No, it's like watching a woman try to pick up Heath. Um, so they get to the homeless shelter and she gives him, she's like, here, I I gave you some food this time. And it's got a little, will you go with me? Check this box note in it. It's crazy because it, he was just in jail. It's got a note that says, I like bad boys. And he's he's just like using it to wipe his mouth. He's like, I don't know, man. I don't think he's <laughs> He's already like sprinting in circles with scissors. Like, no, yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I expect him to just like stab somebody on the way out or something. <laughs> also, just real quick, she's giving him leftovers from a soup kitchen. Yes. <laughs> do, do the homeless people not like day old leftovers? They're like, all right, well, these pork chops aren't going to stay that long. Can you, you can give these to David A.R. White. <laughs> that bad boy right there. Yeah. Exactly. We have to talk about the, this character's name is Meg. Mm-hmm. And Meg has a good woman handkerchief on her head or wrist at <laughs> yeah. all times. Oh, in this she movie. can do it. Yeah, the- she is. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Yeah, no, she's always riveting when she's off screen. <laughs> um, so, uh, so then Davy goes back to church, and damn if there aren't a bunch of protesters there hating Jesus. And the protesters... Okay, Christian <laughs> movies, listen, it's been a while, 136 episodes. I know it's been a lot. Uh, you need to learn to teach your protesters something because they're just like, yes, <laughs> boo, um, something. Yes. No more. Uh. Hell no. Who got a rhyme for no? Who has a rhyme for no? <laughs> so we'll say heck. We'll uh, say heck. More. <laughs> Sorry, that's on oh, me. No. That is on me. <laughs> so, and I love it. Okay, so the, apparently the reason the protests are, protesters are there is because they don't want a church on this state-funded campus. Makes sense to me. I think I'd show up to that protest. Um, but then after that, we've got him like walking around the church that night and David or A.R. White's going like, oh man, what kind of world do we live in nowadays? Churches need armed security. And I'm like, only in your silly bullshit movie though. It's insane. They're great. They, they, the church hired like Blackwater to protect yes. the liberal <laughs> terrorists at the university. They're going to, just like Benghazi. No, no, <laughs> not like that at all. This is the whitest white person problem ever created. Right. Oh. And I get that it's a movie, so it takes place in the universe of that movie and shit but it's trying to make a point about the real world like if the avengers was trying to convince us that we should actually protect the infinity stones it'd be a dumb fucking movie <laughs> <laughs> also this is the first of the extra appearances that made me and Heath laugh out because <laughs> the mall cop that yeah! they rented could not look more serious you remember the scene in the <laughs> in black hawk down this guy was like, he watched that movie 50 times to get ready for David A.R. White and Jude to walk by him for a half a second. <laughs> he is constantly talking about risk control. He's just hanging around the <laughs> table. Telling people how to kill someone with a comb. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drive the nose up into the brain. <laughs> and then again, this is now we're going to get to the fact that this movie turns on itself in a pretty terrible way. But this is the first sign we had of it because Jude turns to him and he's like, yeah, no, it's. Seems sad to have college students outside. You remember that I'm from Africa and saw child soldiers kill their parents, right? And David A.R. White's just like, hey, my guy. <laughs> Nobody likes a story topper, Jude. <laughs> and I also love, so here we've got a cut to like David A.R. White giving a sermon. But they only give us like 10 seconds of his sermon because as easy as giving a sermon is, I don't think it's something David A.R. White can really pull off. Yeah. Right? So we get like the 10 seconds of... Anyway, I think amen. he got winded because, like, several <laughs> several other things he tries to do, he can't do for more than ten seconds in this movie. They're uh, a lot harder than sermons. <laughs> so yeah, so and but he's but the point of his sermon is they're not going anywhere. He's like, oh, we'll leave over my dead body. Sorry, actually, Jude's dead body. He starts to stand up and wave. <laughs> yes, my dead body. <laughs> Today is a good. Oh, actually, it's not a good. Fun. I, I have a catchphrase. Yo, he does have a guy. That's not it. But yeah. So yeah, but picketers are no. Fuck the Constitution. Also, he wants to let everybody know that Jude is going to be his new co-pastor. Right. Very important moment for Jude. Um, so afterwards, they're leaving the church, and they're they hear a breaking sound. Now, of course, Davey has to run after the perp. He has to be badass. I'm expecting a little parkour, but no. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but he starts chasing. Somebody has thrown something through one of their windows. So he goes to chase that guy down. Jude goes inside to check out the damage. He's <laughs> like, all right, I'm going to go call the police. I couldn't catch him. Why don't you go down and check the basement full of explosive gas tanks that we have? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
And this is the Rube Goldberg bullshit, right? The church blows the fuck up. <laughs> right. So for, for clarity, someone throws a brick through the window, which knocks the top off of a propane can. What's Something. Yeah. A bomb they were planting. Yes. There's like a big target on it that says Achilles. Break here with brick. And then Jude comes down and turns on the light. And you know how lights are made of fire, right? <laughs> <laughs> that sets off the gas, which then blows up the church. And, he, and then, okay, so then Davey runs inside, right? He's on the phone with the cops and then there's an explosion. He runs in to save his buddy. So he goes down to the basement. Jews, there's heads bleeding. He's still alive, but just barely. So Davey goes to like pull him out. But he drags him like a sack of fucking potatoes. <laughs> right? He's just dragging him up the stairs, hitting his head on each step, pulling the way up. Oh, he was having so much trouble. <laughs> yes, it was like was. me trying to do cardio with Eli the other day <laughs> at the gym. It's like someone from the Midwest the who's promised he's going to carry his bride over the yes. <laughs> threshold. <laughs> oh, wow, hun. Um, Jeez. Okay. Well, curves for women. <laughs> where we go. The last scene of uh, of uh, the man with two brains. Yeah. So, <laughs> also, real quick, can we talk about the actual explosion itself? Oh, please. So, at some point, they were like, "Okay, how do we want the explosion, guys? What are we doing? CGI team? Like, All right. Well, we were thinking like half backdraft, half vultures of horror. Have you seen both of those? <laughs> can you get both of those together? Okay, but do you want the explosion going in? All directions? No, no. Directly at the no, black yes. guy. It's a one-way explosion. <laughs> and it, let's have it turn the corner and come after want, him when he's running. The, the propane he to be directional. And then he jumps out of it. Right. So yeah, so so Davey's dragging him out of here like a caveman with his bride in a cartoon. <laughs> and and then, then he stops at one point on the stairs. Yeah, yeah, no, he gets winded. <laughs> and then he prays to God. He prays to God. He's like, God, I could really use some help. And God's like, no, no, don't worry. I got the sprinklers. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He says, God, please help. And the sprinklers cut in. I'm like, wow, God, you know, you can do so much more than that. <laughs> and the African guy's like, hey, man, not the time. Maybe just save me from this inferno that we're in. That'd be great. Turns the stairs into a ramp. There you go, David. No, I'm really no. looking for a much. <laughs> could you put his skull back? <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, but so he drags him out and then and Jude fucking dies. But before he does. First, yeah, he's got to have his little Swahili rosebud moment. <laughs> he's the Asadega Ibuwe. And what's amazing is David A.R. White cannot help himself. He's like, I don't speak that language. I don't, wait, what? <laughs> what? American. English. Starts to Google Translate on his phone. He's like, oh. die slower. I want <laughs> Oh, and it's so bad for Jude to be like, problem of evil. Do you understand what's happening? <laughs> we just got blown up. Today is not a good day. <laughs> so, okay. And then the movie's like, okay, well, that was obviously a little action. We need to slow it down a little bit. Yeah. If you were worried that this movie made too much sense, they're going to do one of those famous reverse time cuts that doesn't matter because you could just tell this story in, order. in a linear yeah right jesus i want to be like one of them fancy movies where they go back in time all of a sudden they're in the diner from pulp fiction yeah right no reason. okay just do the movie assholes 
All right. So yeah, now we cut to 12 hours earlier. We meet, I've had, I've got her down in the first half of my notes is just girl. It's not that I don't know her name. It's that the name is fucking Keaton. That's not a human's <laughs> name. That's not a fucking first name. Oh, Phoebe Cates. Okay. Getting out of the water in Fast Times at Ridgemont High is what's happening right now. Yeah, well, right, right. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. They're getting as close as they can as a spank scene in a fucking Christian movie here. Right. And her, sure, over, and her narration is for this scene is basically, God, sometimes when I talk to you, you don't talk back, which is exactly <laughs> the same as me talking to myself. Ooh, I'm so close. Oh, I'm real close to getting this. Feeling like I'm crazy. Maybe just say one thing back. Did <laughs> so, you what? <laughs> Did you say that was just you, me mumbling? I, I just mumbled to myself again. You go. You say <laughs> such a sad glimpse into like every moment of believing in God. It must yep. be right. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, and by the way, this is not like an internal narration. We think it's an internal narration because she's swimming while it's when it starts. But then we cut to her in a library. Looking at her little, she's got a little uh, a bracelet with a cross on it, and she's saying all of this narration out loud while sitting alone in a library. <laughs> Fucking what? I wanted the librarian to come over and just be like, "Shh, <laughs> talk to God in your head." I wanted the librarian to do that so many goddamn times. For whatever reason, in this movie, every time two people have to have a conversation, they go to the fucking library. Um, okay, and then boy shows up. What was it? Did anybody? Uh, Adam. Adam shows up. Jacob. Adam. So, and then that's their, that's her boyfriend. They flirt for a little bit, and then she has to leave for church. Her, like, I've got to go to church alarm on her phone goes off. And I'd love to be able to tell you what happens in this conversation, but I was too busy looking at his perfectly paintbrush-shaped eyebrows <laughs> for the single most distracting thing that's happened, including 9-11. <laughs> Oh, he was on fleek. Yeah, absolutely. He apparently just came from his job as a Latino prostitute straight to this library. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. And of course, she says, I've got to go to church. And he's like, oh, man, church is for lamos. I'm the atheist character for now. <laughs> Jesus. All right, so now we get one of the strangest moments of my life. <laughs> this was so goddamn weird. All right. Or was it? <laughs> or was it? No. Yeah, it was. All right, so <laughs> so we, we we're in a dorm room now. Uh, the, or are we? <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> and uh, Keaton and Adam are there along with minority best friend and minority best friend's girlfriend. <laughs> Mixed race couple, by the way. Yeah. Progressive. Oh, Movie's yeah. great. This movie is super progressive is exactly the term I was going to use. I yeah. feel like David R. White pointed that out so many times that the actor took him aside and was like, hey, man, I need you to stop. <laughs> And you're dating a white girl, a white girl. And everyone in the movie is fine with it, especially my character. I, don't know if you know I shot a bunch of scenes where I just look at you guys and I do like thumbs up. I mouth the word loving it, you guys. It's pretty great. Okay. Miscegenated scene, take five. Just don't call it that. You can just say our scene, whatever number. I don't know why it's always our scene. I'm saying that. It's weird. You're making it weird. So, and it turned out these people are, are sitting around talking about the Mandela effect. Or not really. Nope, nope. No, no. They say those words. They're using those words. So here's how they apparently understand the Mandela effect. Now, if, in case you don't know, the Mandela effect is like where uh, a, like a culture all seems to have a false memory or a significant portion of a uh, culture has a false memory uh, named after the fact that everybody thought Mandela, Nelson Mandela had died when he hadn't. Uh, so it's things like, you know, uh, the fact that 
Jude never says today is a good day or the fact that, uh, <laughs> you, you know, uh, Darth Vader never says, Luke, I am your father. The Here's fact that George Curious Daniel. George doesn't have a tail. Exactly. Yeah. But the way they explain this, the, the way that science explains this is, you know, people's memories are shit. <laughs> but the way they explain it in this movie is with Occam's Rube Goldberg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like what happened is two dimensions smashed into each other and we wound up in a dimension where Curious George doesn't have a tail, which is why we always remember him having a tail. Yeah, this is the movie version of having that conversation with someone you don't know is crazy yet. They're just like, oh, the weather, right? And you're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And they're like, the government controls it. Yes. You're like, oh, <laughs> no, thank you. I've had some of those conversations outside this hotel today. <laughs> right, but they, so they decide that this means, the Mandela effect means Exact words, our reality collided with a parallel reality. Yep. Collided. Okay, first of all, first of all, parallel realities never <laughs> collide. Collide. That's no. fucking stupid. <laughs> be perpendicular. They'll figure it out later. Reality. Yeah. They'll figure it out later. More importantly, though, why was God trying to kill Nelson Mandela early? Is what <laughs> right, I want to know. Right. It's a dick move. Racist God. Also, at the end of this, when they say it, they go. I mean, it's quantum physics. They do. <laughs> nope. Nope. Not even it's. It's is wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, but see, but this is what they've got to do to make their things sound less ridiculous than science. Well, yeah. And the, the reason that they've been talking about this is because she's going to go, I don't know, guys. Is quantum physics parallel things intersecting? And he goes, well, is it any crazier that... God came to earth as a man and then sacrificed himself to himself to please himself about a lady eating an apple that he could have stopped. And she's um, like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but then, and then Adam, her boyfriend is like, yeah, you got to watch out for Keaton. She's struggling with her faith or something like that. And then, and she's like, I can't believe you would tell him my secret and storms off. I thought she was going to go write a good Christian song or something, but no. <laughs> She's not, literally his quote is, she's not one of them anymore. Yeah, it's like he announced to the room she's into butt stuff. She's just like, seriously? Okay, well, you know what? That's over now. <laughs> I don't care when it's your birthday. So she storms <laughs> off and Adam, uh, you know, like chases after her and she's just like, quit picking on my Jesus. And he's like, I'm going to pick on your Jesus because it's stupid. And she's like, okay, then we're breaking up. That's an important point of the, uh, of the film. They break up because of Jesus. And just a little note here. The guy next to us in the theater, so we were the dividing line of the theater. The guy next to us at one point while they're having this very intense scene just goes, breaking up. <laughs> like, I guess. Like it was his job to do this. Yeah. Like he was like, just gonna, like I thought the next scene he was gonna be like, establishing shot. <laughs> like, Break it up here, boss. <laughs> Wipe it up here, boss. Developing a dramatic tension here, boss. Little <laughs> hand <laughs> Luke. I think I think honestly we're gonna we're gonna come back to that guy at some point in the movie here. So okay, now it's time for us to head to one of those awesome college church services. <laughs> you know the ones that are for kids. Yeah, where they sing and they have Kool Aid. It isn't poison most of the time. And this is also where we we run into Josh from the first movie, Josh Wheaton, not Josh. And you know what? I didn't realize that's who he was until the very end of the fucking movie where they actually say his last name. I'm like, oh, right, from the first movie. Yeah. And, and that's problematic because this actor looks 
exactly like the guy who plays Adam, except for the eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No. I think it was the same actor. They just changed the eyebrows like Clark Kent or whatever. <laughs> like now he's not Superman anymore. He's Clark Kent. He's got glasses. But Josh is so Keaton comes in just as they're finishing up the song. <laughs> and the song ends so abruptly. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like just, we love God and great work today. We are broken. <laughs> so grab a pamphlet. Yeah, it's it's as though she walked into an old timey saloon. Is how they end. This yeah, song. <laughs> and Lord, you're <laughs> <laughs> so Josh comes up to her. He's like, "Well, Keaton, it's good to see you. Here. I haven't seen you very much." And she's like, "Yeah, sorry, I don't believe in God anymore." Yeah, yeah, right, right. But she's super sorry for not worshiping Jesus hard enough. And again, I didn't realize that this was the character from the first movie. So I was just like, "Okay, so this is another guy that wants to fuck her that looks exactly the same." She's got a type. <laughs> She has a type, apparently. And this scene is supposed to be her, like, struggling with her faints. So she does this, like, stumbling, like, oh, I don't know. Because they can't have this character voice any real problems with faith, right? She can't be like, so about problem with evil. He'll be like, no, right. no, no. So instead she goes, you know, there's no hyphen in Kit Kat? And he's like, <laughs> what? And she's like, race war. Sorry, I'm just. <laughs> Am I Muslim now? What does the hyphen I mean? <laughs> Okay, and the Mandela thing, we get it. You have black friends. Stop showing <laughs> off. You're still Christian. Hyphen doesn't matter. Segenated scene. Take three. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the contrast with Paul here too, right? So we go from her singing songs at the Christian thing to to a, her boyfriend who is at one of those awesome sin parties. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I don't know why Christians always do this. If they show a bad party, they have to get Two girls standing alone, just dancing. Yeah. Just dancing, not <laughs> like with they each do other, just like, at parties. Just doing the electric slide to a slow song, no matter what <laughs> movie. That's how you know there was that alcohol there. Cause. Also, good clue is um, the four red spotlights on yes. everything yes. that happens that's atheist. Like, I wanted them to zoom out and just be like, yep, there's four red spotlights on every atheist <laughs> character ever. Yeah, right. So Adam's hanging out with Black Friend and, and Black Friend's girlfriend, and he's so pissed at Jesus that he might just blow up a church with a brick, guys. <laughs> and this was a weird transitional moment because they're wandering home past the church, and the friends, he's like trying to fight a sign on the ground, and they're like, yeah, you're pretty obviously violent right now. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, right. What better thing to do with your drunken buddy than just leave him there? We're this way. Why don't you go over by that, like, spray paint in a brick with the glowing video game <laughs> arrow over them? Right, oh my, right. right there on the floor. <laughs> Literally, we have to talk about how obvious all of these drops are. He, he follows <laughs> they were just trail, sitting there, right? Like yes. a trail of Skittles is like, oh, hey, spray paint. Huh. <laughs> and a stencil. Huh. A murder weapon. Huh. Yeah. A ski mask. And a stencil. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so he spray paints because the church has a sign that says "Everyone welcome here." So he finds a, you know, you know how they there will be cans of spray paint sitting on the ground sometimes when you're when you're walking by. So he goes by and he spray paints a big X on it, but that's not quite enough. His rage isn't fully uh, isn't fully executed here. So he looks around and he sees this brick. Again, like you said, with a glowing video game arrow over it. <laughs> and it's just like this one brick. I mean, it's you can have, like, it could have been a wall with a loose brick. But this is just this one brick sitting all by itself saying, you know, whatever, caution, exploding brick. Did it take a brick, leave a brick jar. <laughs> 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 it's balanced on top of like a Wiley e. Coyote blueprint yeah, of the right. church with like heavy explosives marked in red here. 
Yeah, so he throws the the brick through the window, uh, which isn't much bigger than a womp rat if you think about it, and it because <laughs> like because he clearly found the Death Star weakness in this fucking church, <laughs> right? He throws this brick and then it explodes like this was fucking like he bought it from Acme. Yeah. One might wonder why God provided the spray paint and perfectly positioned brick to kill Jude. <laughs> uh, I don't wonder. Jude was, you know, we were done with that character. He didn't like Mandela. He didn't like this guy <laughs> All right. And now it's time for a news report to come up and catch us up with the plot. Right. And we, this yep. is supposed to be a panel show. And one of the guys on the panel is like, I blame the church for them getting murdered. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're not standing there. You don't get stabbed. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and we learn here from the news report that they they haven't found who did it yet. Um, this, of course, we're cutting back to after the church blew up and after uh, Jude died. But they're treating it as a hate crime homicide. Which seems a little Why? weird. Because, yeah, right. <laughs> so now we head over to the college board and we got to meet the godless heathens. And I got to say, these characters are so goddamn cliche. I was surprised they weren't meeting in an actual ivory tower. Oh, <laughs> it's the best. They're just like swirling snifters at like nine in the morning. <laughs> of like Guys wearing juice. a beret on top of his beret. <laughs> <laughs> They're licking mahogany. Like, what? what are you doing? <laughs> So there, this is the college where the church is located. And they're like, what, the, the evil secular lady, she's like, this church has brought nothing but controversy. And then Jeff, Jefferson Darcy shows up, who also works for the church board. And he's like, but the church is historic. And I'm like, so are concentration camps. Everything that existed before right now is historic. The fuckery, what does that matter? But they want the church moved off campus. And I'm like, Sorry, burn the fuck down. You just have to wait for the wind to blow hard, guys. But uh, but Jefferson Darcy, he's friends with with Pastor Dave, so he doesn't want them. You know, like he tries to fight to keep the church there. And once he loses the argument, they're like, "But you have to tell him though, since you guys are friends." It's like that's a dick move. A little bit of a dick move. Go tell your friend that he can't have his church anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yep. Um, and then of course we've got to have some like sl- uh, we we, we got to go to Jude's funeral. And man, is this African funeral TM. It's just like everyone's dressed in like bright flowing colors. Someone's got a djembe for no reason. <laughs> Very uncomfortable. We're putting chicken walking around in the background. Yeah. To put bones through everybody's nose. Are they like oh going too far? That's not, what do African people look like? Chiquita Banana Lady. No, no, no. Okay, well, none of that's right. Chiquita Banana Lady. That's no, that's going to be, that is going to be. And I love during the funeral, we keep seeing like slow motion, sad Davy. That was great. Um, And so, but Jefferson Darcy shows up at the funeral and I so expected him to just be like, hey, Davy, no more church for you. Sorry for your loss. This is your um expulsion notice. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know how that goes. But no, no, he's just there to say, hey, uh, come talk to me later when you're not, you know, mourning your dead friend. He might as well open his phone to a we need to talk Snapchat from him. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) It is bad now. So then we get uh, Davey talking to the parents, right, to Jude's parents. And the mom tells him, like, no, no, you're good. It's all right that you got my son blowed up. And then the dad says something in Swahili. Right. And I guess it's the same thing that Jude said right before he died, which 
you know, David Arroyd's like, wait, what did he just say? I think that's the same thing Jude said before he died. I'm like, how the fuck would you know? Like, honestly, like you're going to be able to distinguish two Swahili sentences when separated by three days. I wanted him to be like, actually, I, I just said to my wife in Swahili, we should wrap this up. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's what he said. I think that's what he said. But it turns out that his dying words were just his catchphrase. Yes. The thing that he has said since movie one, God is good all the time, all the time, God is good. And I want to point out about that goddamn catchphrase, like, that's not clever. It's like sometimes if you switch the clauses, it means a different thing. This is not one of those instances. If you just said all the time, God is good, all the time, God is good, you'd be saying the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> also, he says, what does that mean? And the African dad's like, well, it's hard to translate. It means God is good. Does that make any sense? Do you understand what I just said? <laughs> how is that? We have all those words. What are you yeah, talking about? Right. Why would that be hard Do to translate? Do you have the word good in your good, language? Good, how? It's, it doesn't okay. seem Is? Like Do you have the verb but, to be? But to be clear... His rosebud was just Swahili for his catchphrase. Like they set it up like that's going to matter. But <laughs> right. then they just knock it down incidentally 20 seconds later. I feel like David A.R. White cornered that actor at some point and was like, and then you just say some super wise African stuff. And he's like, oh, did you not <laughs> write anything for me to say? Yeah, you know, just like one of those great phases about Earth and a spider. <laughs> uh, race war? <laughs> no. So, you do not say race war, dude. <laughs> and then he brings okay, so we get done with the oh well we have to have him jogging some. Oh my god. Oh, this is the jog. This, this is which is one of the one jogs. Of the, those are the first of several so amazing jogs. Quote unquote jogging <laughs> across the bridge. But David A.R. White, who obviously doesn't jog, is choosing as an acting choice, I assume, to sprint across this bridge. <laughs> I would love to be there the day the AD was like, hey, man, like, no, you just jog. Just like, you know, jog. He's like, yeah. like this. No. Do I scream the whole time? <laughs> Do you know the words in Swahili for jog? What do I need to tell you right now? And it's amazing. They had, so they, they show him doing this crazy not jog run. And then after like three seconds, they have to zoom, they have to zoom like 10 miles back and switch to a stunt guy to do the rest of the 20 feet of running that they're going to need for this shot that he couldn't finish. It's so good. Yeah. And then of course he gets done jogging and he has to cry for his buddy. And then he brings more food to the love interest chick, you know, so the homeless, uh, Meg. Uh, the woman who works at the homeless shelter. And she's like, you know, oh, your buddy died. That's a bummer. Um, you know, you give me food all the time. Maybe I could feed you some pussy. Yeah, it is so <laughs> weird. She goes, you know, I could feed you. We could pretend you're homeless. <laughs> <laughs> right? what, if, what if we like hunt a homeless guy together? <laughs> uh, and then fuck soup? <laughs> you ever, huh? Do you ever get into soup stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Old pork chop. <laughs> so the she, knot, you ever fuck the knot of a pork chop? <laughs> Slimy after a few. So she says, um, she's like, I want to give you some food. And he's like, can I take a rain check? Can we maybe do this when I'm at my lowest point later in the film? <laughs> Just after the third act? Yeah, I'll see you the third Okay, act. all right. Yeah, no, that'll be fine. <laughs> Crumples her up, throws her next to Jude. <laughs> I use that one again later. So... So then, okay, now he's got to go see Jefferson Darcy. What's, what's Jefferson's character's name in this? Dean something. Uh, Tom? Tom. I think, yeah, okay. So he goes to see Tom. Tom has to tell him that his church has got to go. 
and there's this really sad moment where he's like, this is my father's church. And he's just like, yeah, that doesn't, that's not relevant. Do you think we don't take things that people's parents? (laughs) Everything's owned by a somebody. Okay. And was owned by someone before that. (laughs) Generally. We only take property from orphans here. (laughs) College Incorporated. Also, this is a great moment. He goes, I love it. I've been there my whole childhood. I've spent my whole life there. I wanted him to be like, I live there. Nope, you're not supposed to yeah, do no. that. <laughs> yep, right under the floorboards. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yep. But they're like, yep, so we have to knock down your church and make our atheist Thunderdome. That's <laughs> right. special. Okay, one loophole. We will stop if you can beat us in a ski race, it but is- otherwise, <laughs> Teen Center's gone. That's pretty much it. Yeah. All right, so then we have to have this, like, nine-second scene with the church board, right? The church board's complaining about imminent domains. I'm like, yeah, imminent domain arguments. That makes great cinema. (laughs) (laughs) Also, it just ever so slightly smacks of the crazy government's Mm, coming for your property. Because one of them's just like, yeah, the government comes and takes private property all the time. It's a good thing we were armed and ready for the coming. Yes, right. (laughs) Dave just picks up an AR-15, gives it a gentle kiss, just... (laughs) (laughs) And we get the most amazing string of, like, just incorrectness words and legal nonsense. It's just like, yeah, imminent... You mean eminent? Imminent domain. (laughs) Statue of limitations takes precedence. No, precedence. Presence. Not even close. And that's, like, the best legal talk they get to in this movie. I just wanted, like, the Dakota Access Pipeline to blast through the wall of the church. (laughs) Like, Richard Dawkins riding it like Slim Pickens. (laughs) So stupid. <laughs> that was Yahoo and that was Yeehaw, but it was an yeah, aphasian. So okay, so later that night, <laughs> I didn't get it the first. <laughs> well, I'm glad we went back for it then. You're her. No. So okay, yeah. One of these days we're gonna have a stroke. One of us is gonna have a stroke, and this show's gonna, gonna, gonna be get hilarious. Funny. Yeah, I know who so, it's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be doing cardio with him at the time. <laughs> so later that night, after the after the board meeting, uh, Davey's sitting there feeling sorry for himself. So he gets a pep talk from Josh, uh, the youth pastor from the first movie, and he's doing this weird thing where he's trying to weave in the Cle- Keaton plot during the pep talk. He's like, hey. Uh, Keaton, she's in the movie. Also, Luke 1248. <laughs> huh? You fight for her and for you. Are there any other characters? Meg. He's <laughs> 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 dead. We're shooting He's dead. sequence. He's dead. Oh, okay, fuck. Yeah. Okay. Fuck, fuck. Fight for him. Is, is Adam and, uh, are Adam and me different people? Because if so, then us too. Also, by the way, this is where we learn. And again, I guess if you're paying attention to the whole trilogy, maybe you already realize this, that Josh... This character left law school to become a pastor, you know, after he beat Kevin Sorbo in that uh, that great debate. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's a stupid. I mean, you know, look, I mean, honestly, the world's got too many fucking lawyers. If you're going to law school, whoops, because you're probably not going to be able to get a job. Infinitely um, too many pastors. But yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> 0.1 pastors is too many. So yeah. Um, and then, but, the, but of course, the point of his pep talk is basically like, so Davey, uh, Maybe you're the main character in this one. You ever think of that? <laughs> I think you are. I was in the first one, though. Um. So then, okay. So now 
I guess Davey's going to fight back. So he drives to Chicago <laughs> where his atheist lawyer brother Pierce lives. Yep. He's not just a lawyer. Noah. He no, he's a <laughs> social justice attorney. Yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's uh, not a thing. And we need him. <laughs> there are characters talking to him. They're like, thank you so much. You're a very good lawyer. And he turns and sees David R. White and he's like, hey, fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> he's like, okay, anyways, thanks for the rent. Don't yeah. <laughs> be like, we were talking. He's like, fuck you. Sorry, I'm doing a brother thing. <laughs> fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Nuggets. <laughs> Spits in his mouth. Yeah, right, right, exactly. And by the way, Pierce will be not only the best character in this movie, but the most likable character in the history of Christian cinema. Right? Yeah, he's the best. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. Also, he's an atheist o- and he never converts to Christianity. Yeah. In any other God's Not Dead movie, he would end up like turning out to be a secret murderer and mm-hmm. then convert to Christianity. Yeah, right. <laughs> but David R. White had a nervous breakdown this year. So <laughs> he's going to be an example of secular morality which haunts this movie like the ghost of a victorian mansion oh um, so okay so he goes he goes hey bro you're a you're a lawyer you're a social justice attorney you know? <laughs> so maybe you can help me with this church problem i've got to which his brother goes i don't know little bro eminent domain church cases are always messy are they is that like that, that happens so often that that's like a field of law? Well, yeah. I love he goes, well, legally I'm advising you not to do just to take the buyout and move your church. And he's like, yeah, okay. But what if we did a movie though? And he's like, oh, well, then, <laughs> well, I then, then, then I'd have to fight this up, wrap it up and say 40 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> all right. So now we got to cut back to all the college buddies are hanging out, watching some sporting event like college students do. And Adam shows up. He needs to talk to Keaton and confess his accidental homicide to her. A little note on our theater experience here. Some of the, one of the characters goes, hey, Adam, where you been? And the gentleman next to us who is announcing the movie goes, hiding. <laughs> <laughs> hiding here, boss. <laughs> so much. Fun. I want that guy in every movie. Oh, yes. Yeah. We, can we, we could hire the shit out of that guy. Oh, absolutely. Right. And just have him in the background while we do the record. Oh, uh, while he's doing just watching remains of the day. Can't express his love to you. <laughs> he Two farted. Plug a bag of corn. So. <laughs> yeah. So Adam walks in and he's like, okay, so. I murdered a pastor by blowing up a church. Uh, any ideas? No wrong answers. <laughs> She's like, well, it's just me here. So it's weird how you said that. Uh, jail? Yeah, right. So you go to jail now? Well, I love to because, yeah, he's like, I don't know what to do. And her idea has nothing to do with mm, maybe you tell him it was you. Right. So now we got to go back to Pierce and Davey. Pierce has decided to help him out. Uh, so they go back to Davey's house, which is the house they grew up in. Pierce comes in and I love this dude. I love this character so much. He's like, wow, shithole. (laughs) Total shithole. He's like, you want anything to drink? He's like, do you have alcohol? Because this is a shithole. I don't want to be in here sober. And he's like, I have juice. And he's like, what the fuck, man? Like, grow up. How old are you? Jesus Christ. Yeah, offer me a drink. I bought you zingers. I I bought you a bunch of Twinkies and zingers. He's like, yeah, no, I'm a, one, I'm an adult. Two, I'm an adult who'd like to stay alive. Have you seen our extras? They kept eating the boxes. Okay. David Arrowhead's just like, 
applesauce. <laughs> yeah, awesome. All right, stop doing the airplane. Open the hangar. Yeah. Here comes the airplane. That was for me. I wasn't doing it to you. <laughs> this is my applesauce. This is for your juice. Applesauce. If you have my applesauce. If you have some of my applesauce, I will cry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the vision of David A. R. White doing that to himself. And poking himself in the eye. Yeah, right. Like everything no. he physically ever does ends in him poking himself in the eye. I'm quite certain. Throws it like a dart. <laughs> straight down into his balls. Yeah, right. It's uh, a and bomb. So, yeah, these characters literally just sit across the kitchen table expositing at each other yes. until Pierce goes, so good. Uh, exposition kind of taken care of. I mean, <laughs> right, I'm going to bed towards the end. That's like the, the reason behind it all. But like, we're distant. Got it. Yep. Good. Yep. Turns to camera. You got it at home. All right. Excellent. Guy done. next to us. Expositioning. <laughs> all right. We're all taken care of. So then we cut to Davey having fire nightmares. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that's super important. We have to know that like, he's still pretty tore up about the buddy blowing up thing. Um, and then he wakes up and goes to breakfast with his brother. Of course. And and also (laughs) again, to prove that Pierce is the better human in this movie, he wakes up and Pierce is like, yeah, I've been up since five o'clock in the morning working on this thing. You're not paying me for you want to get some breakfast. He's like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just eat. Are you paying? Doing free pro bono work for you since 5 a.m. In your fridge is applesauce and high C. That's it. How fucking old are you? God damn it. Did you touch my high C? Show me your dick. Show me your dick. There's only one orange left. God. Ah. He's just got a Capri Sun. There's a shot of him in the car. Him trying to stab a Capri Sun. Getting all over his hands and shirt. Okay. You're, dr- you're, you're drinking your arm, buddy. You're drinking your arm. It's tastes good. In case tastes coppery. Uh, so. <laughs> Not supposed to eat pennies. I'll learn that. <laughs> 93 cents in. So, okay. <laughs> that explain, that would explain an awful lot, actually. All right. So now, so the, they go to breakfast together. They talk about eminent domain some more. <laughs> Which means Barack Obama gets to fuck your wife. Yeah. Exactly. That's what that means. The prima uh, Nocta version I'm of here for my Prima Nocta. Thank you. <laughs> your wife is just like, yeah. Yeah, right. Walking <laughs> over you. Yeah, I don't care if that's the law or not. Yep, yep. yep. So, I'm in. I'm going to fuck you while we build this road. <laughs> so, Slowly. So they. All right. So then they decide, the uh, Pierce and Davey decide they got to go tour the burned out church. I love this scene so much because they've got, they've got all the pews covered in plastic because of the fire. And then they accept one. So they sit on that one. And I wanted, after this, I wanted their entire backs to be covered in soot and just like nobody ever say anything or about it. Crumbles it. underneath them. Yeah, right. Oh, wow. This is a fire. I forgot there was a fire here. This <laughs> whole so fucking place blew up, didn't it? We should probably not be walking. I mean, the explosion was in the basement. We should not walk on this floor, huh? <laughs> But this is where Pierce is like, yep, I'm going to lawyer for you after all. And I'm like, yep, obviously you are. Why would you be here Also, otherwise? It's just a little thing, but 90% of this shot is CGI slash green screen. Yeah. I wanted them to run into it as they were walking through. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking backdrop. (laughs) Don't drink that. (laughs) It's mine for later. All right, so now we go back to the college board. They just found out he's got a lawyer, and they're pissed. Right, and they're doing a, Tom, you better fix this thing, or else we'll fix you. <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> I'm sorry, are you going to murder me? No, no, not- but you're going to fire you. 
Yeah, are you sure you're going to fight? No, we couldn't do that either. Could we? We're just going to be mean. I'll be we're upset, gonna, though. We're going to fuck you on the Secret Santas. We're going to get you yeah. We're gonna get you Joe get on Dave, Secret Santa. He's, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to give you a beret. He's going to give you one of his berets. And a snifter. <laughs> snifter full of berets. <laughs> snifter full of berets is the name of our band. I know this is a lot of uh, new of you. A lot of you are new to the show, but please check us out on Friday. <laughs> YMCA, we have the space for 26 minutes. Uh, snifter full of berets. So, Find us on MySpace. <laughs> it's nothing but silence. Be ready. So, yeah. So they say, uh, you know, it's the best you'll ever get at a YMCA. So they say, basically, they're like, all right, Tom, either you fix it and make your friends stop suing us or you're fired. That will be your motivation through the film. Right. And he, he wants them to, like, overpay for the prop for the church property, and they're like, "No, that's stealing from kids. We're not going to fucking yeah. do that." <laughs> yeah, right. I, that, that's exactly the conversation they have. He's like, "Well, why, why don't we raise the offer?" And they're like, "We're already offering more than market value." He's like, "Yeah, like we could spend that money teaching children things." He's like, "Yeah, you don't understand why this is a no, 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 I don't." No. All right, so now well, we- maybe they'll pay taxes. <laughs> <laughs> no, they won't. No. Um, so then we cut back to Keaton and Adam. They're at the library. So, of course, they're having a conversation. Right. They're having a whispering conversation. The worst place to talk about a murder is an otherwise silent building. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm telling you, I didn't mean to murder him. Shh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Also, you aren't using the computer you're sitting at. Well, I'm allowed to sit here. <laughs> 30 minutes. So... <laughs> Also, we have this super duper clumsy does God forgive everybody introduction oh, here. Oh god. He's like, so you really believe in that God guy, huh? And she's like, eh. And he's like, <laughs> You don't think you could ever forgive someone as bad as me, do you? And she's like, weird leading question. <laughs> but yes, we actually that's our flagship thing. We have <laughs> yes. a manslaughter loophole that you are gonna love, in fact. It's the best. I'm so glad you asked. If you have time for a steak dinner, you have time to hear. <laughs> yeah. And then we get this stupid fucking shoehorned in trip down memory lane scene with Pierce and Davey. It's, it's 50% attempt to appeal to nostalgia, 50% exposition. He's just pulling out. like He's like, oh, a Stretch Armstrong. He starts breaking out Furbies and Beanie Babies. Right. Well, they're older than you. But yeah, yeah. The, 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 the 80s and 70s equivalent thereof. Yarn and tang. Yeah. yeah Hoop and a stick. <laughs> Shackles for Jude. Remember? Yeah, I do. Um, so... So, okay, so, but Pierce is mad at Davy because Davy prays for him. And then they get, they get into a little fight about the religion. But it's like a weird brother fight. He's like, oh, you pray for me? Huh? You pray for my dick? Huh? <laughs> you like, no, but you pray about my dick, don't you? <laughs> no. Get off. Don't pray about your dick. Pray on my dick. No. <laughs> get off me. Seriously, get off. Don't make me pray on your dick. I'm not touching you. So, okay. But just then, Davey gets an emergency call from Josh. It turns out that the evil college people have sent bulldozers to tear down his burned down church, which would have to be torn down no matter the fuck what. Right. right? Like they'd be doing him a favor even if he's still on the property. But they've sent bulldozers to tear down his church. And damn it, Davey and Pierce have to stop him. <laughs> so he shows up. And he's going to block this demolition team. 
And he goes, <laughs> David Harroway goes, somebody hand me a Bible. Like he's going to like throw down the Bible. It's going to like tur- magic transformer. Yeah, to turn, turn <laughs> like, to a snake. Like a giant <laughs> wall. He's like making the transformer noise. Like, okay, just also, give it a second. Also, <laughs> someone has a Bible for him right away. He's like, hand me a Bible. And I want the real world version of this movie where someone's just like, a what? <laughs> is there a hotel around why would we have i'll go to a hotel i'll get one so <laughs> technically i'm the guy who should have a bible there's an atheist convention going on in oklahoma city everybody's just leaving the bibles out in the hallway somebody walked down the hall and threw them in the garbage too <laughs> yeah so okay no so they're trying to <laughs> so they're trying to smash down his church on a sunday of all things so he's angry so somebody give me a, a bible i'm gonna read it right in front of the bulldozer yeah, and he has this amazing moment he goes who here has read the bible and like there's a couple of people that raise their hands but again i want the real world version of this movie where he's just like nobody okay oh. who's read some of it nobody nobody uh, i need hey. a location and an occupation <laughs> uh, oh doc my tutor does her <laughs> But also, look, I mean, Race the, the fucked up thing about this is he's going to stand in front of the bulldozer and he's going to he's going to read the Bible. It's just like you could just stand there. Yeah. Right. This isn't the fucking Senate floor. You don't have to talk. You could just stand in front of the bulldozer. Right. And while he's doing that, lawyer brother has to go get a local judge to sign a cease and desist order. Right. Right. <laughs> and he finds her at her church magically. I don't know how. I wanted her to explain how reality works. Like, you can't just find... It doesn't matter that you found me. I still disagree. Like, if I, I would have signed this type of thing if I wanted to sign this type of thing. Yeah, right. The fact that you are now seeing... No, still not. I wanted him to swap it out for the body of Christ. Like, she goes forward to get the tongue. Like, uh, tongue print. Got it. Good. That'll work. And now the news is here to explain the movie to us some more. Yep. And I, I love this line so much. This was the first time in the movie that I just fucking lost it. And every Christian in the movie went, I don't know what he's even doing here. So the newscaster says, Pastor Dave is stopping them from bulldozing his church in what can only be described as a Senate filibuster. <laughs> Unless we hired better writers that could have think of a better way to describe it. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. But just then Pierce shows up with his lawyer pages. So everything's good. Yeah, Literally, he's like, no. No, I have magic paper. And the cop looks at it and goes, yep, paper's magic. Magic paper. That's it. That is true. (laughs) Also, I think they forget that it it makes the Bible look stupid if you read it during a filibuster. No? That's like like Christianity, filibustering progress since one. (laughs) That's the message here. But anyway, then we got to go back to Dave and Pierce fighting about Jesus some more. Right. And this, again... This movie is about to take such a weird turn because he's like, you know, you Christians love to play the victim. And he's like, yeah, we do. <laughs> You're in a movie that is the third in a series about <laughs> playing victims. We had to create not one, not two, three fictional universes <laughs> where we're a victim, man. Right. And they, of course, and I love this bit because they give Pierce like, some pretty good atheist lines. He's like, yeah, you know, they use that, uh, that religion of yours to rape an awful lot of children. And he's like, yeah, but some people don't also. There's hundreds of not raped kids. Right. <laughs> I think we should dwell let's, on that. Let's stack pros and cons How many? for religion right now. Pros and cons. One, 
soup right. kitchens. That's kids. on my side. <laughs> Can't have a soup kitchen Rape. without right. I'm going to keep kids. saying raped kids. <laughs> That's only one. I'm oh, going to keep saying the same them. one. I will name I'm going to stay with the same one. So. <laughs> well, what if they got soup after? <laughs> I'm going to put that in the middle. I love this line, too. <laughs> Davey goes, uh, he goes, well, look, man, because because his his brother's going, yeah, but what about this? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's but He goes, look, we can debate statistics all day. And I'm like, yeah, but only because you're going to lie and make shit up. Like, you know, <laughs> otherwise we could just go through the statistics and you'd go like, oh, yeah, my religion's horrible. We could debate Fucking physics all horrible. day. Hamster yes. wheels. Hamster <laughs> wheels. They have perpetual motion. They never stop. You ever think about that? You can power eight civilizations in one hand. quantum physics. Yeah, right. He's got to smash your universe into it's a never touch universe. Our derivative yeah. tangent line. President. Normal line. So, <laughs> all right. So now Pastor Dave, he's at his like ha- habitat for humanity, but Christian thing or whatever. And Keaton shows up to like press him for information. So if they found my boyfriend, whoever did the thing. Wow. Is this not subtle? <laughs> She's just like, so. How are you? And do you know that it was my boyfriend? <laughs> also, like if they catch him hypothetically, but he's amazing at eating pussy, is that <laughs> something that would be extenuating circumstances. So now we cut to the it's time for him to go on a date with a love interest. He's low enough, apparently, at this point that he can go on a date with Meg. And of course, because Meg is just a fucking cum vessel in this movie, she has no thoughts of her own. None. It's just him talking to her about exposition. (laughs) Yeah, right. And then what happened to you? Yeah. He's like, when I was a kid, my brother made Christianity look so cool. But then when he went to college and learned knowledge, he stopped doing that. Damn it. Um, and look, I, I should point out that the only consistent theme in these three movies, other than God not being dead, is that college is bad. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and I wish I could tell you what happened in the rest of this conversation with the characters. <laughs> but this is when a character who I can only describe as the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man <laughs> in a sweatshirt walked sideways across the frame. <laughs> I don't mean he walked from one side of the frame to the other. Yeah, I mean, no. side shuffled is, making direct. Is that the verb though? I tumble. <laughs> I would say tumble. Waddle. See, Waddle. When tumble? your legs get big enough, like the one can't get in front of the other one. So he's just so fat that like his left leg is permanently in front. Making hard <laughs> eye contact with the camera the whole yes. time. Entire face to camera. Just. <laughs> Y'all making a movie? I'm in the movie. Guy Man. next to us. That guy. <laughs> Bad guy, bad at being an extra. All I'm saying is because we actually talked, we joked around about going and like auditioning to be extras in this movie. Oh. Imagine how, like, they would have let us right in. We could have walked in with our atheist lanyards on and they'd be like, yeah, no, all we've got is the stay buff marshmallow man. Like, I can't even walk in a straight line. Look at yeah. These three handsome gents. Please join our film. Yeah, right. All right. So he's talking to the, the girlfriend or the soon-to-be girlfriend, and he starts talking about, like, yeah, you know, it was really hard on my mom and dad when they ran my brother out of the house and ostracized him for the rest of their lives for not having the same religion as them. That was really hard on them. Yeah, that was hard for them. <laughs> Real tough. Yeah. Right. And, and he also goes a little too far here. He's like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm a bad pastor and a bad person, and <laughs> God might be fake. Nope, too far. <laughs> What's my conflict? We got 45 minutes. Yeah. So, So, okay. 
Then it's time for Dave and Pierce to go to the big lawyering so thing. <laughs> and the, the scene opens. He's like, okay, so this is a, a legal meeting. You don't talk. And he's like, okay, great. Got it. Got it. So what we were thinking Applesauce. No! <laughs> Race war. I am Race the president war. of the university now. <laughs> Fight me. I see fight. <laughs> All right, that would actually be a good fight because if you squeeze it, it squirts exactly. right out of it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And if you'd like to have a high C <laughs> Patreons ten dollars and up get to have a high C fight with Heath. <laughs> and applesauce. High and C applesauce. Fighting with Heath. <laughs> All right, so Okay, so they go into the lawyer meeting, and Pierce is playing hardball, but his balls just aren't hard enough. He's got this great moment where he's like, look, if it was up to me, I'd put in a student center, maybe get some resources, yoga classes. What am I doing? Sorry, I got distracted <laughs> by the anything but a church fantasy. <laughs> Yeah, so the but he's like, you know, but my client over here, he wants to keep his church. So the bad lawyer's like, fuck him, and she storms out. But Pierce can smell the fear on him. Lawyers can smell fear. <laughs> so so he turns to him and he's like, oh, what? He's like, so Pierce, what's the next step? And he's like, uh, how would you feel about ruining the life of your friend Jefferson Darcy? He's like, sure. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, that'll, that'll would it help work. us win? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they decide they're actually going to sue the university now, right? That's, yeah. That's mm -hmm. the plan. They're going to yeah. sue the university and they're going to go to the media and blame Tom, the Jefferson Darcy character, for everything. And he's so cool with it so quickly. It's just yeah. like, yeah, yeah. we're going to sick people on him from across the world. And he's just like, yes. All right. Wow. I, you, I like thought you would have to resistance. think about. No, let's do it. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Maybe we like hinted some death threats for him. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Also, Dave. this makes no legal sense, does no, it, at all? No. And scene. You know, okay, <laughs> did you just say and scene? We're in a legal meeting. And you can't just... Race war. And <laughs> conference done. <laughs> all right, so, but now, okay, just for a twist, we go to another thing where the news is telling us what the plot is, but this time David A.R. White's on the news telling us what the plot is. Yes. <laughs> and this is where we get our, our favorite hot take of the movie, you know, these universities say they care about diversity, <laughs> oh. but what about that, that word? Yeah, right. But what, what what about when it comes to the vast majority of people that go to the college? What about white Christians? You know what? They talk about diversity and tolerance. What about white Christians? Yeah. Well, they all don't. Lie. They well, don't no, talk not about all that. Lives, <laughs> but the white Christians. Like Rank the lives. Some white of the lives. lives move. Go so, race war. <laughs> Yeah, it's like he's what like, I said, no, I just meant I said race, it race war. I said it regular. Right there. So he, he's like, basically, he's on the nose going, like, yeah, if you think about it, Christians are the largest of all the minorities, so they should get the most rights. <laughs> no, Davey, that's called a majority. Oh, whatever, though. Whatever. We should <laughs> get more rights, though. Also, I should point out that this is being watched by college students watching NRA TV on Facebook. Oh, yes. Oh. Which is where everybody in this movie gets news. Yeah. It's, it's never on television. It's never nope. in a newspaper. It's on Facebook. Right, because that's what they think people do is they go to Facebook to watch the local news. The fuck kind of universe is this? And also on the news, they're like, so if anyone's concerned back at home, what should they do? He's like, harass Jefferson Darcy online mercilessly. <laughs> so stupid. They might as well show the National Guard desegregating like an all-black yeshiva for one <laughs> Christian white girl. <laughs> fuck you. Christian single tear people. rolls down her cheek. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get this really weird, and it's very short, 
where he's doing like a late night talk with the love interest. He's like, huh, so we're watching a movie together. And I just <laughs> want to say, there's nothing creepier than a 40 something year old man <laughs> doing a late night chit chat with his love interest. Just like, do you ever think that dreams might be real? Oh, just go to your fucking, go rent two cars. <laughs> go have a son that can drive. <laughs> you weirdo. But the brother pops in while this is happening. Yeah. It's a great little eruption. He's like, I'm on the phone though. <laughs> Hang up. <laughs> Stop. You to pray over your dick? You praying over Why your dick? Why is your dick no. out? Your dick, his dick is out. Why do you have a jar of applesauce? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? So, <laughs> You reached the applesauce now. And then, okay. So now it's the next morning. God damn it. This is a weird scene. Davey wakes up to Pierce chopping down a dead tree in his yard. Why the fuck did they have this scene? This is the crazy. You know, because here's the thing. Movies have the, we're going to chop down the tree. Oh, no. It landed on my car trope, right? Right. But they just cut down a tree. Yeah. Well, not only that, but they, so they, he's chopping down the tree and Davey's like, oh, I'll, I can chop down faster than you. So they have an, a, a fucking chopping contest. And after like, after we watch these two assholes inexpertly whack a tree with an ax for a while, like not even using the sharp end much of the time, Davey's like, oh, I got a solution for this. And he goes and gets a chainsaw, which he's apparently had the whole time. <laughs> this is like 20 minutes into the whacking thing. He's like, do you want to use a much easier Machine <laughs> I have one of those. It feels like David Arrowite made a real bet with the other actor. Like they really, he was like, I'll, fu I'll fucking chop down a tree with this Swiss army knife hatchet that I have. I could do it. And then he broke like three toes and hit himself in the eye somehow. And they're like, all right, well, we have to use the chainsaw, dude. It's not working. <laughs> so yeah, so they, they chop down the tree, they pull it down. It comes down nice and easy. And I'm like, why the fuck am I watching this? Like this, this never comes back. It's not an analogy for anything. This is just what is dumb fuck movie decided we needed four minutes of is tree chopping. You know, you don't get enough of in movies, tree chopping. Right. But once the trees chopped down, they have a good old fashioned mini religious debate, which mm -hmm. again, here's the thing. This is the God's Not Dead franchise, all right? This move, this series of movies started out with an atheist character putting a child in a headlock and being like, say you don't love Jesus. <laughs> and in this case, the atheist character's like, I don't know, I just feel like I can do good things without religion, you know? And David R. White's character's like, no, Fuck. everyone's uh -huh. broken and the church is the glue. And he's like, mm, you seem upset about these true things I'm saying. I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, and, and Pierce is like, yeah, it's like church lost its relevance. And I'm like, yeah, funny how that happened the same time they lost the ability to force people to go. When right? was the before time of that? When was it super useful? It wasn't useful, but it was damn relevant in the Middle Ages. Slavery. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Do you hear the well, latest? I also love <laughs> this bit that um, where where Pierce is like, yeah, but nobody ever finds answers in a church. And Dave, David A.R. White goes, I shit you not, Pierce. Church isn't about finding answers. It's about seeking answers. What? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can do that anywhere, man. <laughs> so it's about not finding. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. Right. That's exactly it, what it is. Seeking. That's bad. Yeah. And now that David A.R. White has accidentally admitted that churches have no purpose, I guess we can pause for a moment and celebrate our victory. But first, I got to give Act Three the hard sell here. Will Davey manage to save his church from the evil First Amendment? 
Why the fuck would you have a Christian church on a state-funded college campus? Seriously, how is this the plot of the fucking movie? Find out the answers to one of these questions and more when we return for the slow, flatulent plot deflation that is God's Not Dead, A Light in the Darkness. Hey there, new listener. It's me, Carl the Pug of Pegaclug. I'm kind of the unofficial mascot for the show. What? Hold on. I thought that was me. Whatever. We said I was mascot. Nope. Okay. Anyways, whenever a big movie like this comes along, a whole bunch of new folks, and a few of you who don't visit as often, drop by. So I thought I'd take a moment to welcome you and answer a couple of frequently asked questions. Question one. Why do you guys laugh so much? Answer. Because it's a comedy show. And if we didn't laugh, our show would sound like this. Uh, David A.R. White is an unattractive man, in my opinion. Agreed. Agreed. Great. I promise, you get used to it. Question two. Hey, this is my very first episode, but you guys have 136 episodes. Where should I start? Answer. Well, that depends on you. Some people like to start at episode one, so they get all the inside jokes and references. It's like a little play. But other people want to know our favorites. So how about it, fellas? Recommendations? Oh, I'm going to say Let There Be Light. Kevin Sorbo and Sam Sorbo. That's pretty damn good. I would have to go with, I would have to go with Second Glance. (laughs) And I'm going to recommend the Apocalypse series. Gary Busey and Mr. T in the same three movies? Yes, please. And finally, if you're a new listener, or even if you just drop by on occasion, a quick reminder that pledging as little as a dollar a show over at patreon.com slash godawful helps us make the show and also eat food and stuff. You get a commercial-free version of the show, free tickets to our live events, merch, and access to 21 bonus episodes of us reviewing secular movies. If just one out of ten people listening to this show pledged, we'd be the highest-funded podcast in the world. And we'd buy golden Revenge chairs. against our enemies. Garlic bread, um, exactly. What did you Either say? way, we all agree. Chairs? Anyways, thanks for stopping by. And now, on with the show. And we're back for more of this shit, but before we can move back to the plot, we have to drop in for a surprise visit from the Newsboys. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It. Okay, so the Newsboys are on the news, get it? They don't, they're just too lazy to write them into the fucking script, so they just show up on the goddamn news. <laughs> and he's giving us the clumsiest oh metaphor. The horizontal. Ever. The cross. <laughs> this is where we really crossed the Christians in our theater, because he goes, the cross is horizontal and vertical, you see, at which point we all started laughing at this movie, and the Christians were like, I mean, it is. It's, no, that's what it is. true. In the middle is Jesus. Where you guys are being weird. So, <laughs> it's like the two dimensions smashed into each other. <laughs> if Nelson Mandela got killed by Cartesian coordinates, that so clearly, Jesus, it's just quantum physics. Geometry, quantum <laughs> math. Also, we've talked about this before, but the main newsboy is one of the weirdest looking people we have. Like, (laughs) normally you would need a series of genetic disorders to get that fucking weird looking. He looks like the Predator's personal trainer. Yes! (laughs) Yes! Dude, that's fucking perfect! Yeah. So so they're talking and they're talking about how Jesus is the center of the cross and blah, blah, blah. And Keaton, of course, is watching the Newsboys video clip on Facebook, as we so often do. And she's inspired by him. So she goes to find Adam at one of them sin parties. And then they wander off to have a little conversation together. Right. And she's basically like, so how you doing? And he's like, well, you know, the murder. 
Uh, <laughs> hand stuff? You want to do hand? No? Bad well, time. Okay. But also, this, of course, is where he has to tell him that his dad used to beat his mom and God never helped. And that's why he hates God so much. Right. And again, he makes a really solid point here. He's like, hey, you know, when my father beat my mother, our church was really focused on the fact that she divorced him and didn't help her at all. And she's right. like, right. But to be fair, the Bible is super clear about both of those things. So. Yeah, the one is okay and the other's not. Not the right way on them. There's actually a whole rule about moral. <laughs> you did wake up within 24 hours. so. And this is where they really start running out of things to say. They've just like kind of given up. So it's like, yeah, the church, the church called her a sinner for divorcing her abusive husband. Uh-huh. Oh, you're you're done. I thought you would have a follow up. Stand your thing. Do not. We don't have. Okay. Um, I I can let me. And she's and, and she's even like, well, let me pray for you real quick and see if we can find an answer. Nope. Oh, oh, you're done. Nope. I thought we'd have a follow up for that one too. <laughs> just, no, just, just pray and then just say nothing. Okay. We're really phone. Okay. Well, yeah. Right. Phone it in. With a, we're phoning it in with the with the cans and the string, huh? Dave, can we cut no. or no? no? Keep no. rolling. We're gonna right. rolling. So now we cut over to um, Dave Pierce and the and Meg, the the love interest, and they're they're supposed to be doing a. And then let me tell you this hilarious story. Except <laughs> it's a crazy story. He goes, it's a murder, right? Yeah, he goes, it in is. reality, it is. He goes. I told my brother that if he put salt in water, he could make his own seven up. And then he drank two gallons, two of- <laughs> gallons of salt water, nope. which why did he keep <laughs> drinking? Like, even if he was a child, he'd have been like, no, that's not ready. I yet. keep he- vomiting. Why do I keep vomiting, bro? Yeah, no, that would probably be fatal. But yeah, but it's just it, but it's just their silly story. Again, anything could go here. But what they had was, yeah, he drank two gallons of salt water, you know, like you do. So I set him on fire. <laughs> right. <laughs> and of course, at the same time, Jefferson Darcy is back home reading YouTube comments about how much cock he sucks. And he's very upset. Yes. And the Christians, the Christians throw a brick through his window, mm-hmm. which I was like. Wait, is your movie you're supposed to? What's you guys really don't also like, don't follow up to that either? Could you guys not think of anything other than a brick through a fucking window? I mean, come on, we've used that. <laughs> he might as well turn the brick over and it says, "Are we the baddies?" <laughs> <laughs> Lands on his collection of thermite and flint. <laughs> right, giant explosion. <laughs> Should not keep that there. Lands or just on a anywhere. Super soaker full of nerve agent that squirts at his daughter. Okay. All right. She's fine. So so after dinner, uh, we get Davy and Meg, they're chatting, you know, after the dinner with Pierce. And she's super proud of him because she's a woman and that's her job. Also, she very much wants the D. Mm. And it's time for Tom to pull up and fight it. Oh my okay. This fight <laughs> the best. is Ever. It's like me and Heath fighting over an M&M in a bouncy castle that we did not win. Oh, God, it's peanut. It's my favorite. We said, we said no body. We said no body. Three, two, one, stop, stop shooting. You stop. <laughs> and call forward. And so, so Jefferson, like he pulls up, he's like, you started this shit and all the people on the internet are throwing shit through my windows. And he runs up and he punches him in the face, which... Okay, but apparently David A.R. White like insisted he's like, but my actor would be my character would be pretty kick ass too, right? He would get some licks in, right? 
Pastor Dave. Also, he would have a cartoon lump immediately <laughs> out of his eye. He would right? also have a goiter right it's away. Just right away? Yeah. I feel like it's right away. Right. So Tom drives away after the fight, and Meg comes over, and he goes, you okay? And she's like, yeah, I was not involved in that fight. <laughs> you lost that fight, though. Yeah. And he goes, you should leave. I'm soaked in my own urine. And <laughs> it's dark out here. You haven't noticed yet, but you will. And the smell will get you eventually. Get inside. <laughs> deer, lots of deer around here. And again, this is definitely one of the moments that David A.R. White hurt himself and had to switch out for a stuntman for something. It was just like, cut, did you shove yourself in the eye? How is that even possible? It was just shove and then it was done. How are you hurt? In your eye, again. You shit yourself, didn't you? Yeah, well, I'm fine there. So, so the, yeah, they have their fight. Meg drives off, and then we get Pierce and Josh. They're lawyering together because remember, Josh was gonna be a lawyer to, until he decided to be useless. So he's helping Pierce set up his legal defense. And this is where Pierce asks him, "He's like, hey man, why did you leave law school?" He goes, "Well, you know, being a pastor is pretty much the same thing, except you make less money, and the earth wouldn't even notice if you disappeared along with the rest of your profession." <laughs> if you think about it, civil rights is the same as bothering teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> like, for example, what did you do today as a civil rights lawyer? Did oh, you I helped this woman who was being discriminated against in housing and then this LGBT teen won rights to get back from his abusive parents so he could have his college fund. Right, right. I did a bake sale for creepy virgins. So, <laughs> so pretty much pretty even. Civil rights is what we both said. <laughs> and, and this is where Josh says, well, if you think about it, Jesus was the ultimate social justice warrior. What? I could not have hurt the Christian side of our theater more with a knife and saw. Just the guy next to us, the narrator guy, might have been like, destroying my worldview. <laughs> well, here's the fucking thing. Savior's a cuck. Damn it. Exactly. That's the thing. Who was that fucking lying for, right? First of all, it's wrong. I read the fucking book. And secondly, you're turning off your own audience. They hate those fucking social justice warriors. But yeah. And this is the point in the movie where I had a major life-changing realization. I think David A.R. White might be having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Here's the thing. David A.R. White's been making movies since 1990, right? Christian movies. Mm -hmm. But he's always been sort of like, David R. White making movies in a wacky background. But now the wacky background is the president. And I feel like he's, <laughs> he spent two years watching his people run the country and not care when the president fucks a porn star behind his mistress's back. <laughs> and he's just like, I want to switch. Uh, strange. I'm, <laughs> yeah. guys, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> I didn't. I've always those, been the bad guy. Those gam guy. guys have been trying to tell me for years now. But, no, uh, see, I thought I was just promoting good world, but it turns out when we're in charge, we hurt everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the first move... The first movie is all about how bad atheists are, and then it turns out that we're way worse. Much. Yeah. How much did we shoot already? <laughs> That's what the... How much did we shoot? God's not dead. How much did we shoot already? <laughs> I also love the justification, by the way, for the social justice warrior line. Is he's like, well, if you think about it, Jesus did call for women to be slightly less oppressed in the parts of the book that were clearly added much later. <laughs> yeah. Right? He invented feminism, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jesus. No, that's... Yeah, that's... Jesus, the original SJW. He's getting... 
tweets from trolls. I wouldn't fuck your mom with God's dick. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> oh, and then, of course, we got to get the hilarious Grace saying pizza scene. This is where the narrator guy that was sitting in the middle, because there's this whole thing like where he's like, um, his brother goes to eat pizza and he's got a mouthful and uh, David A.R. White's like, oh, let's say grace. And then the brother has to hold the pizza in his mouth, whatever. And uh, <laughs> they all laugh at him. And the guy, the narrator, or, and, and Pierce goes, that wasn't funny. And the narrator guy that's sitting behind us goes, yes, it was. Humor. <laughs> he goes, yes, it was. To which I said, no, it really, it wasn't. I know I do this for a living. And then we so. broke all the fourth walls possible. And we all got, <laughs> we were all like, we agreed. We were talking to the movie, not to each other. <laughs> Nectar. <laughs> all right. And so- proudly stand. <laughs> So now we're heading off back to the uh, to the next lawyer thing. Uh, of course, Pierce has to explain to Davey how s- sex with a lady works, apparently. He's like, have you fucked Meg? I don't know how penises work. Never I, that would be amazing if their know. intro babble talk for going into the courthouse was just, is it on the leg? Why would it be on the <laughs> leg? Because <laughs> everybody says between the legs. Where does the leg end? You have to tell me. You're my big brother. Show me your leg. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you should you should fall in love with Meg. And he's like, why? He's Because like, she's listed his love interest in Noah's notes, dude. Come on. Oh, so we only got 30 <laughs> minutes left in this movie. Let's get going. Yeah, right. And then, of course, we have to have some lawyers lawyering lawyerly. And they win the lawyering. Hooray. <laughs> the case will go to court. Yeah. And hey, if you're like really riveted on the plot right now and you're wondering how that's going to result, <laughs> uh, it literally won't. Nope, so nope. go ahead, <laughs> nope. back, relax. He's going to declare moral bankruptcy towards the end of this yeah, movie. That's so right. just relax. The fucking surprise ending of this movie is never mind. Yep. Um, all right. So then, okay, now we cut to this. Um, the, there was the, the black preacher, which is the guy who was doing the funeral for Jude earlier. We get him preaching. Now, I will say, this motherfucker can preach. Oh, he's got a lovely voice. And it just, but he knows how to eat. He knows rhetoric, right? He knows how to use the language and shit. And at this point, I was realizing why it was that when we saw David A.R. White's character uh, given a sermon, it was only eight seconds because he wasn't going to go up against this dude. They were like, why don't we shoot all the preaching in one day? And he goes up and he's like, and the Lord doesn't know the way I feel. And then David gets up there and he's like, hi, everybody. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't start with hello today. Who's uh, who's drinking tonight? <laughs> who's, uh, who's fucking uh, uh, race war? <laughs> That's the worst time to make that mistake. <laughs> and uh, by the way, of course, this whole sermon is interspersed with David not knowing what jogging is again. <laughs> so, we, you know, we're getting the preacher, oh, and you got to stand up to the, and, and whatever. And then it's David going, ah, 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 my side, my side. Um, <laughs> In his face, though, he is running like Hasselhoff on a beach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is amazing. He's, he's like, he thinks that he's going to call cut and they're going to be like, so do you ever consider the Olympics? And he'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'd have I to have. be an amateur. I have. I have done that. <laughs> All right, so he gets done with his running. We get done with our sermon. And now it's time for Dave to get an anonymous text telling him it was Adam who started the fire. Now, I, we should point out, by the way, at no point in this movie up to this point has Adam gotten a name, right? So we see the text and it's like, Adam Richardson started the fire. I'm like, is that the guy that started the fire or is that a lie? We don't fucking know. But David A.R. White's response to this 
through an anonymous text is to go beat up the child yeah. in question. Go fight a kid. Yeah. Yeah. He just, he runs up to the church, to the college and he's like, Adam, did you kill Jude? And he's like, what? And then he just pushes him to the ground and starts hitting him. Which, by the way, new game, texting my enemies' names to David A.R. White. <laughs> you know who didn't like your movie, Davey? Keith didn't like your movie. Shove, shove, God. My oh. peanut M&M. The amount of shoving is the best. He oh, just shoves the kid right in the body, and then like a security guard comes up, and he like one shove KOs the security guard. He definitely has like a no losing shove fights rider, like he's Vin Diesel or The Rock. It's the best. <laughs> So, yeah, so he does his shoving, and this is, by the way, is caught on camera. I love the sloppy ass, but look, look, someone's videotaping this whole thing uh, that they have in there. Um, so Adam gets arrested for murder. The evidence being, of course, Davy's anonymous tax. Right, Maybe sure. tell everyone you didn't throw a bomb because that's not what happened. Yes. <laughs> you threw. I don't understand how that's never been introduced into the plot at all. Right. Well, I don't understand how the cops weren't like, you know, there's no explosives down here. Probably wasn't intentional. You never asked if I threw a bomb. <laughs> and, and the news, by the way, is trying to do the both sides of this. It's like, yeah. well, on the one hand, a kid murdered a person. But on the other <laughs> hand, he pushed. And he was some pushing. We saw it on the thing. Yeah. And, of course, we have to have, uh, at, at this point, Adam's black friend calls upon the internets to help Adam out. Right, he goes on YouTube and he's like, "Hey, man, Adam's a pretty good guy. So, hey, internet, show up at the church at the on the in the very last scene. All of us will come to the church and be there because you know <laughs> when you go on the internet, you yell into a camera, people all do what you say. It's like that, but in a movie. And and of course, the college sees this as the you know perfect opportunity to kind of win the public uh, um, debate here. And they're like, yeah, you know that guy that was suing us, he." Shoved a kid around on camera. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, and they're, they shoehorn it in so weirdly. Yeah, it's like we're, as a university, just to be clear, anti-killing people. That's why I've called this press conference. That being said, Christianity is bad. <laughs> oh, is that my whole line? We, we keep having no follow-up on Communism these. is good? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, and then, of course, the news has to come to explain the plot some more. Right. And, and there's this super clumsy thing that she exits. Some news anchor, she goes, just like America today, everybody's yelling, nobody's listening. One side murdered someone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now Keaton is going back to the library, which is where she has her conversations. But this time, since Adam's in jail, she's going to have a conversation with the virtually identical looking actor that plays Josh. <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, she's doing good. He's the youth pastor. So she turns to him. She's like, okay, I know that we are better than everybody else, but like, but, but once Davey pushed Adam, I made it super unclear to me because, you know, pushing is bad. Yeah. And her whole thing, her whole conflict here seems to be, I don't know why Pastor Dave's being such a bitch about murdering his friend by accident. <laughs> it was an accident. <laughs> Where's all the forgiveness I heard of? Well, maybe give him a calendar week. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I expected right away. Otherwise, we might as well be atheists. Yeah, right. <laughs> and of course, Josh has to like talk her through her doubting of God. He's like, and this is his actual line. Oh, go ahead and doubt God. He can take it. 
He loves it. He <laughs> wants your doubt inside of him. <laughs> so weird. And he uses the example of John, but John is a super not convincing story. Well, like, so John the Baptist, we should say. Yeah. Yeah. He uses the example of John the Baptist. And he's like, you know, John the Baptist also doubted whether or not what he had heard was true. But then he heard other stories. <laughs> well, the, the, the actual point of this is, well, you know, John the Baptist actually saw Jesus and saw him do all his miracles. And even he doubted Jesus. I'm like, wow, that means that John the Baptist is a terribly unreliable witness who only an idiot would trust on anything, especially fourth hand 2000 years later. Huh? John the Baptist is just like, I mean, I saw Christ heal the sick and cure the blind, but I also went to this bar mitzvah and this magician <laughs> pulled a guard from yeah. behind my ears. So. <laughs> the soldier dude shot me. The soldier dude didn't shoot you, man. But yeah, so, but, but yeah, the, the message apparently that Josh is sending is, no, no, God wants you to doubt it. He's just, he's silly like that. You know how you like, you know how God is. Skepticism, it leads to faith. It's like a horseshoe. No, it's not. Nope. <laughs> you guys got to write me ends of lines. You're giving me so many, I don't know. Why. A lot of beginnings. Just get the first two words. Right. And so now it's time for Pierce and Dave to have their falling out because the movie's almost over. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, Pierce is like, hey, man, you know, if I'm going to be your lawyer, you need to stop, like, pushing children around on, on television. He's like, fuck you, I'm leaving. So he <laughs> walks out, he gets so pissed off that he forgets how car doors work. Yeah, it's so stupid. I guarantee you this is all real. This all happened. <laughs> this, he's like, I'm going to walk home. And he's like, you have the car keys. And he's like, here you go. And he's like, keeping oh, it. Yeah, keeping no, every minute of this. <laughs> I guess that would be all you'd have to do. Yeah, so Pierce is just done with his fucking plot as I am. He walks away. And now it's time for the multi-person Bible study montage. Of course. Giving this movie permission to start winding down. And of course, we get Keaton studying her Bible. Then we get Davey studying his Bible. But then Davey just throws it across the room like Lucinda just got to Timothy. <laughs> So he's like, well, there's nothing good in that fucking book. I'll go see that black pastor guy. Yeah, they're trying to get all their <laughs> weird tropes in towards these last three minutes of the movie. He's like, okay, so I did the Bible study thing, big fight, talk to minority friend. Mine's dead. I'll get it. Oh, fuck. I angry. jog yet? He's <laughs> uncrumpling Jude from the trash trying to smooth him out. <laughs> Still good. Still good. <laughs> Can I dig up your son? I need to do a, like, a chunk. <laughs> God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Richard Dawkins walks over. What he said was God is good all the time. So, so then, so Davey goes to see that black pastor from earlier. And I love this. This is such a great moment. This is a weird moment of self-awareness in this movie where David A.R. White's like, look, black man, you don't know what it's like to be persecuted like me, a white cis heterosexual Christian man in the South. And he's like, <laughs> really? And he's like, ooh. Well, like the movie actually is like that. It's like, dude, I'm black. Like, I don't think, I think the, like, the line in the script was probably like, yes, Massa or something, but the actor's just like, you know what, fuck you. Right. So, Dude, did, did you not see the flaming cross on the way yeah, into my right. building just now? It's right there. Look right outside. It's, thought, still, it's right next to my petroleum reserves that I should really get rid of. I keep them right there. That's I thought stupid. you guys were decorating. <laughs> Is it Kwanzaa? You guys do Kwanzaa? <laughs> I don't know much. It's horizontal and vertical. That's, that's, that's the center is where there's... Geez. 
Right. And, and basically the conclusion is, hey, people love Jesus because he was nice. I mean, they are Christian because an emperor made them be. Yeah, but, right, right. But yeah, but, they, but the product awesome, but. we're selling. <laughs> Your friendly rabbi. All right. So so now Davy has to pray. Again, squeezing all of the Christian movie bingo squares in right at the end here. I wrote, we're going full square. Yeah, we're going right, full square. Right. So yeah, so he, he prays, tells God he sure does miss Jude. And uh, then the love interest sends him a message like, meet me in the next scene. He's like, yeah, we needed something to move this along. And, and we should point out, this scene with Meg means nothing. Oh my God. She's just like, you know. Anyway. It's <laughs> <laughs> truly Heath's thing of just like, I have no lines. Um, we thought we could do like a Christopher Guest thing. <laughs> Guy next to a vagina. She is the vagina Love in this Chris. movie. She's there. Resolved. <laughs> Resolved. And by the way, like what she's basically telling him is like, she's like, you know, I really like the way that God murdered Jude to strengthen your faith. If you think about it, that was sort of his purpose. Huh? She... <laughs> And of course, she has to light a candle. She's like, I always light a candle for everyone I'm praying for. And she lights a candle for him. I come out here to the woods to start an uncontrolled fire. <laughs> I haven't learned anything from this movie. I like it to be windy when I do. Sometimes I drop hot wax on my nipples <laughs> like I'm doing. Right now. You think I could beat my brother in a shove fight? <laughs> Uh, nipple wax. Well, Look was, at me. That was the guy behind us. Nipple wax. <laughs> nipple wax. <laughs> and then Davey, I shit you not, leans in for the hand hold. They hold hands. I would. Oh, if she had rejected the lean in for the hand hold, <laughs> if she had been like, oh no, no, no I'm not. No, you got. This is <laughs> going a little fast. Why don't you give me some goji balls? All right, so you gotta you gotta be a patron to get all of this shit. All right, so by the way, non patrons, if you'd like to hear our review of Fifty Shades Darker, you should be a fucking patron. See, is that we there you go? All right, so, all right. So now he comes back home and he's got to fight with Pierce. Pierce is packing his shit because Davey can go fuck himself, but they have to have a go fuck yourself fight. Yeah, and it's the craziest thing. Like, again, I don't know what happened to David R. White during the writing of this movie because he's like, oh, you're just abandoning me the way you abandoned mom and dad. And he's like, no, they kicked me out of the house for asking <laughs> questions. He's like, yeah, but the questions are mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's happening. He's like, you know, hey, look, the, the you know, you left when you were a grown man, the kind of age where people leave home. How dare you? And he's like, well, you do know that our parents hated me for not following their religion, right? He's like, well, yeah, me too. You could have just followed their religion. Right, right, right. <laughs> I don't know anything. The truth is a guy. I'm yelling. I'm yelling. <laughs> this dude has got more of an excuse to leave than John fucking Dowd. He starts binge applesaucing in the other room all mad. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave Main us. Main line in it. Matzah's there for me. Matzah's there. <laughs> if you'd like $50 off your order of Mots. <laughs> all right. So now... Keaton it, it has to go see Adam in jail and Davey has to run some more. And he gets done with his running and he winds <laughs> out right out in front of his own church, you know, so he's got to like 
have the angry yelly at God moment in oh, the church. We get the angry jogging close up face for a <laughs> yes. second there at the end of the jogging. Too. And he still managed to fuck up the leg motion below frame. <laughs> yes. You could tell he was like doing the canoe thing. And people were like, just do it. You're just jogging in place is all we want here for one knees. second. High knees. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's like, uh, and he, he walks into the church and he yells to God. He's like, what am I doing wrong? Just show me. And I'm like, well, you're yelling at a ghost in a place that's about to collapse. That's something wrong right there. <laughs> but luckily this is a Christian movie. So he gets a vision. Okay. <laughs> at this moment in the movie, he's standing in the church, the, the fucking CGI or the green screen burned out church. And suddenly the church fades away and it just turns to stars. And I was so ready for Jesus to appear to <laughs> chat with him. <laughs> I wanted a lot to pop up and it's just like, oh, hey. <laughs> hey. So, just, so, okay. <laughs> You're having a weird year. I really am. I really am having a weird year. A I don't know. Oh, what if this had been the stars falling to the earth and this had been the beginning of the rapture? <gasps> that would have been a better movie. <laughs> All right, so now Keaton is going to go see Davey, right? You got Keaton, the girlfriend of the boy who's in prison, is going to go see Pastor Dave. Um, also, this, by the way, is the day of the big protest because anybody who puts anything on the internet, everybody does that. Right. Um, so that's very important. But first, Keaton has to go see Pastor Dave, and she's like, you know, she says at this point, she's like, do you know why kids uh, of my generation are leaving your church? And I it, and and I wanted David to just keep giving good answers. Uh, uh, homophobia. No, it's a science. The child, child rape. Child, child rape. rape. Child rape. Oh, uh, the, the increasing irrelevance of the intellectual conversation that we have. I'd like to go back to child uh, rape. Sexism. Child rape. Child rape. <laughs> I had a child rape. I, the final answer. But but that's it. That actually is. Yeah. Because she's like because you're a bunch of hateful fucks. And David Arrowworth's like, oh fuck, yes we are. And again, it's just like, damn. Wow. Neither of us has a follow up. It's just <laughs> me. I thought, okay. Crazy. Okay. Well, guess I'll go forgive your boyfriend for murdering my friend. I <laughs> there mean, you go. <laughs> to be honest, I feel like it's not really my place to forgive him. Maybe the parents should do it, but you know, he was my sidekick. So, you know how important it is that Batman forgive the Joker <laughs> for all the Robins he's murdered. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So now Davey goes to see Adam in prison. And we learn here that it was Adam himself who sent the anonymous text to David A.R. White. And if you're thinking to yourself, wow, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Congratulations. Yeah. And he's like, why would you do that? And he's like, I was hoping you'd be cool forgive. about it. <laughs> Drop the charges. Drop. Forget it. Forgive. Just forget it. Be Nothing. like, ugh, deleted. Block the number. <laughs> <laughs> also, he then gives him Jude's Bible. He's like, I want you to have Jude's Bible. It's a little bloody, but you know, <laughs> kind of on you. Let it so everything about halfway through, uh, halfway through the epistles, all the pages are burned out, but those aren't very good. Anyway. The first half is already a little bloody, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Deuteronomy joke. You'll get it if you do. <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, you're going to jail for a while. <laughs> and now they're buddies. And now David A.R. White has to go see Jefferson Darcy. So he can ask for leniency for Adam. He's like, you know what? I've changed my mind. I like the kid that murdered my black friend now. Can you do that? I don't think, like, not since the 14th Amendment. No, you can't fucking drop the charges on murdering the black guy. I don't think you can drop murder charges. No, not at all. <laughs> Your Honor, we've decided. It's fine. It's yeah, cool. we're cool. We're cool. Also, I, I have to point this out. 
the fucking okay. So when David A.R. White and Jefferson Darcy got into a fight earlier in the movie, uh, David A.R. White comes away with a black eye, and Jefferson Darcy comes away with a, a, a cut on his lip because you know obviously David A.R. White's character had to get some licks in too. But at this point in the movie, the split on Jefferson's lip has moved to the other side of his face. <laughs> <laughs> It was so amazing. They're like, where was it last time? I don't even fuck it. It don't matter. Ain't nobody paying no attention. So Tom and Dave make up and they, they have this really weird moment where it's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry too. And I just wrote, kiss. <laughs> That's what the narrator guy behind us said too. All right. So now it's time for the big protest. Fucking finally. And again, it's the, it's, it's the same thing that uh, Heath was talking about earlier where nobody has anything to scream. Yeah, it's it's protest versus protest, but nobody knows what side they're on. We're like, let him murder. Nah, you. Nietzsche, Nietzsche. Don't get moved. Duck season, rabbit season, hey, rabbit hey. season. Ho, ho. Christian God has got to go. He, he shows up and he goes, Hey, can I give a speech? And the cop's like, absolutely, man. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and his his method of giving a speech to an angry, screaming crowd is to stand in front of him and go, excuse me, for me, excuse me. Like, you wouldn't get seated at a fucking restaurant <laughs> like that. But, but of course, that doesn't work because Jefferson Darcy also has to stand up next to him and go, excuse us, excuse us. And they're like, oh, oh, right, oh Jefferson, let, let him talk. talk. Let, let him talk. talk. Yeah. <laughs> but there's like two guys. Everyone shuts up except for like two guys who are still shouting in it's, the background. It's amazing, <laughs> which means that the first line of his big finale speech yes. is, I had a vision the other night. And, you. and the guy goes, yeah, right. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> I just love the idea that there's two guys still protesting. It's like when you see one guy try to do the wave, right? So, so Davey goes up to give this speech. He's like, God talked to me. He told me this movie's plot was stupid and pointless. So never mind. Yeah. It, literally, this <laughs> That's is... That's the resolution! I'm withdrawing my lawsuit. I'm yep. giving up the murder thing. I'm no longer a pastor. Nope. Sorry. Too far. I'm doing <laughs> those first two things. The resolution of this movie was the writers realizing that the stakes never mattered. <laughs> I've been waiting 138 <laughs> movies for this shit. Yep. He's like, I'm giving up on the movie business. Dave, sorry. <laughs> lawsuit. <laughs> giving up on lawsuit. Uh, I just wanted the Cristiano brothers <laughs> to hang out with me. <laughs> Just let him get through it. He'll get to the plot eventually. I'm tired of being love interest with my wife. I'm bleach blonde hair. I look like a Backstreet Boys support crisis hotline. I'm, I'm always damp. I'm, I shouldn't always be damp as an I'm adult. 50. Oh, 50. Jesus. So you know, he's like, he's like, you know, it occurred to me that I could really rebuild my church any damn where it doesn't have. They were going to pay me anyway for a burned up church. Also, I don't pay reasonable. taxes, so I think I can yeah, make it's gonna it work. it's going to be just fine. <laughs> and then he's like, everyone put down your protest signs. And they make this take like 15 minutes. Everybody doesn't just put them down at once. He has to ask them like six or seven. You, especially you two in the back. Yeah, beat your <laughs> signs into plowshares. <laughs> <laughs> and then he hands out candles. Oh my He's like, God. take these candles. That's what this is now. And everyone's just like, oh, oh, it's candles. Why the fuck? <laughs> Where the, like, they just had 350 little candles? 
apparently. Yes, Meg brought enough candles for everyone. And now it's a candlelight goddamn vigil. I laughed uncontrollably <laughs> at this point. Yep. Like for most of the movie, I was trying to kind of hold it in because all of the Christians, not so much at this point. Nope. <laughs> and it would be nice to think that this fucking movie ends right there on the candlelight vigil. But no, the fucking news has to come up and say, and now it seems like everybody's pretty happy with that pastor. He's pretty cool, huh? Especially his hairdo. His hairdo doesn't look at all like he got stuck in 1992 and then was in a coma for a really long time. But somebody kept his hair up that whole time, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then and then Keaton, the, the the chick, has to give her, like, opening monologue again. Oh, that terrible middle school poem she was oh, reading Jesus. about the fire spark. But sometimes all it takes is a spark to kill a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, what were we doing? What was this movie? Oh, what was it? Uh, Dave, I just I like okay. And then, so like we get these series of shots with everybody being cool with each other now. All the people that hated each other hugging them. I wanted this to keep going, you know, just all the way to like Israel and Palestine signing on the dotted line, <laughs> you know, maybe standing over top of it. The Pope and a kid high five. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where they end it. Like it's Christianity is like a forest fire no follow and then he just screams bosnic <laughs> illusions like con <laughs> yeah and literally he goes you know what god's not dead well yeah and then we even get this scene where like pierce calls and so leaves him sad. a message yeah. right he's like the, the lawyer that left by the way continued to be gone and it's just like hey little brother Glad to see that at the very end of this movie, you started doing something reasonable, uh, starting to feel like a Christian movie. And then you did that way to go. And we're done with that character. Uh, and then of course we have to like, we have to get the very last little follow-up scene. Cause we're not quite out of the woods yet. Where pastor Dave, well, Adam gets out of jail and pastor Dave breaks ground on his new church. Also Keaton can hear God again. Right. And again, like it's an afterthought, Keaton just texts or Facebooks. <laughs> God's not dead. Well, she doesn't even quite get there. The, the way the movie ends is she goes, God's not. And then the movie ends and then we hear the God's not dead. He's truly alive. That's like, that's the setup. I stayed after the credits and she actually types real. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, but that brings me to like, okay, that, that's what I was thinking. It's like, where was she going with this? So I thought because we're really fucking busy this weekend and didn't have time to think about a lot of shit. We ended with her going, God's not. So I thought this would be a fun little autocomplete for us to each try out. So I'm curious, <laughs> what is uh, what is your autocomplete on God's Not? Oh, mine was, I did this, I pressed the center button, it is God's Not Hungry, We Could Eat Later, <laughs> or I Can Bring Home, You Home, <laughs> Hungry. So in case anyone's I wondering. That that's your autocomplete. Your autocomplete is, I want food. Not that one, though. No, it's not that one, though. I can't have that one. Still not that one. Tells you my relationship with Nah, I'm sick. Too late. Vegan? <laughs> God's not vegan. <laughs> my complete was, God's not answering my prayers. <laughs> it is so sad that, that that's like a number one Google search. People being like, what the fuck, man? Google, Siri, whoever the fuck. Why God is not, like, everyone's dad went out for cigarettes and they're staring out the window waiting. So sad to be Christian. 
Oh shit, mine's so disappointing. And mine was just, God's not sure if you got my email about the winner and I don't want to be a part of the team. That's <laughs> amazing for Noah. That's the perfect Noah. That's, I guarantee you any sentence Noah writes, it auto-completes with, and I don't want to be and part I don't of the team. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I love and I don't want to be part of the team. And no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for our review of God's Not Dead 3. We didn't know what number came after 2, but that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because <laughs> we still need to entice you back. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck. The truth about dinosaurs. <laughs> so, uh, spoiler alert, it is not. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so with dinosaurs to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 137 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all our Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an every version of every episode. You can also help us done by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Skating Atheist, Citation Needed, and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. All of the music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm no illusions. Promise to work harder on another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. Location scouting has already started for God's Not Dead 4. It's me, I'm dead, and also gay. <laughs> the cut on Jefferson Darcy's lip is somewhere over the Pacific Ocean heading towards Borneo. <laughs> David, if you're looking to start a podcast, <laughs> call us, buddy. Call uh, us anyway. Yeah. Call us no matter what. It was a hard year for all of us. Right? <laughs> we all made changes. We all made changes. Ten. Man, Zencaster's fucking that killing it. Damn, great delay on reality. It's amazing. <laughs> well, you know, he's sitting a little further away from me, too. I thought it was going to be a little bit further off than that. Relativity. All right. Quantum physics. Yes, yeah, quantum physics going on there. <laughs> oh, God, Morgan, it was so bad. <clears throat> it was so good, bad. It was, it was bad in all the best ways. Yeah. All right. I wish you wouldn't send me threatening <laughs> Threatening. Tweets. Don't blow it. A lot of people are listening to this one. <laughs> it's probably the biggest downloads we're going to get all year. If we yeah, bring no, fun, really <laughs> You're the funny one. All right. <laughs> Cue Carl the Pug up like a horn. Are they? Are they not? <laughs> it's your script. <laughs> we need a hard yes or no on this to move on. <laughs> Answer. <laughs> 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 Elo is gone when the Amber Alert popped up on the TV last night. <laughs> Literally the only moment he was gone from really? the bar, an Amber Alert popped up on the TV. <laughs> All of us were like, where's Eli? <laughs> Not here. This is all Eli's fault. We'd be done if it wasn't for Eli Morgan. Unbelievable. So, um, well, professionalism. Yeah. Eli's shitting. <laughs> And he's not even in the bathroom anymore. It's really disturbing. <laughs> Morgan, I'm back. What did they say about?
The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.